Hey, welcome to Film Friends. I'm your host, Jordan Smith, and with me, as always, co-host Kate Eingorn. Hello. And also in the studio, we have Sir Matt Bailey. Hiya. Ooh, a hiya. Hiya. Yeah, Interesting. Hiya. All right. Trying something new? Yeah. I'm a sir now. So yeah. he's been... So what... Since the week I've seen you, you've been knighted. So that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> I met M. Knight. So yeah, I was oh, knighted. Yeah, yeah, true, perfect. True, true, Love true. it. That happens. How was the M. Knight panel? Cool? It was great. Um, his new show looks really, really good, actually. Mm, Very nice. creepy. But unfortunately, we don't talk about TV yeah, on this podcast. Sorry, Bailey. So. Huh. Sorry about that. Um, well, for the listeners, welcome back. Um, we are kind of having like a bit of a hangover. We had a big celebration for episode 100. Um, so we're still kind of recovering for that. But um, we're very excited to be back in the studio. As you may see in the title, it's a very special episode. Um, but we'll get back to that. We'll get to that in just a minute. Um, want to remind you because of episode 100, because of the milestone, um, we do have some T-shirts out there. So if you didn't check that out, um, check out our social media. We have it everywhere. Um, you could, you know, text Bailey if his number. I think it's like <laughs> episode it. 74. We gave it out. Um, or yeah, or you could go straight to the website yeah. that it's on. <laughs> yeah, Film Friends at Big Cartel. But that's dot, too easy. Is it dot Big Cartel? Dot Big Cartel. Okay. Dot com. Cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we want to thank all the listeners for who purchased them already. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get you more details on when those will be shipping out. So hold tight. But really. App- really appreciate your patronage and honestly just for listening to us yeah thanks um, guys. a lot of haters out there and we appreciate you guys um yeah honestly that's all the business at the top yeah, today. yeah let's take, take care, care of it. Yeah, yeah let's take care of it tcob today because we need to get into it very excited about it uh what's going on today um if, if you saw the title you see that it's a 0.5 episode we've only had oh, yeah. a couple of those in the past um and this one today is going to continue our, our uh, interview series. Um, you may or may not remember, we had a 66.5 episode where we interviewed director DJ Amerson, good friend. Um, and, uh, <laughs> good friend of the yeah, show. Good friend, good friend of the show. Um, uh, hopefully DJ is doing all right out there. Um, but yeah, today we are going to um, continue the interview series. I'm going to pass, I'm going to take the ball, spin around my fingers and pass it over to Kate um, so she could introduce our guests today. All right. So today we are honored to have um, writer and director Dasha German and her co-writer, who is also an actress, writer, dancer and martial artist, um, Gabriela Casadanova. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Now, you guys are in sunny L.A., right? We sure are. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Un- I feel bad right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're in uh, Philadelphia right now. Actually, you know Cloudy what? Philadelphia. Yeah, cloudy Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, it's honestly, we envy you guys because we haven't seen a cloud in a long time. Oh, okay. okay. So... <laughs> There's right. the two extremes. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. I feel like the grass yeah. is always greener, you know? 
yes all clouds <laughs> literally straight clouds today 100 percent chance of maybe it's gonna rain today so nice um well hey guys thanks for taking the time to yeah. uh come on the show we're really pumped um to have you on today um thank you for having us yeah we're honored absolutely um so I kind of introed it. Um, this is like our interview with filmmakers series. Now you guys are two women in filmmaking, which we love um, and we support. It. And I know that's that's a big mission of yours. Uh, if you want to just kind of open up and maybe talk about your experience already doing it, and and kind of a little bit about the current project you're doing. Yeah, uh, um, I'm Dasha, writer, director of the project. I've been a filmmaker for the last uh, 13 years. I started as a lot of people start in acting. And then when you're kind of like getting more and more experience, you kind of like you're wanting uh, to develop, you wanting to, you know, uh, grow and you kind of, you know, getting behind the camera. So I, I got into screenwriting and uh, directing about five years ago. And uh, it's been a hell of a ride. I'll tell you. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, um, as for my side, uh, I've always been very fond of storytelling, even before I knew that I was an actor or wanted to be an actor or wanted to even be in the business. Like all the way back when I was a kid, I would always write, 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 write. Like I would have published stories and um, I had no idea why. I just really loved it. So I think um, it's just a coincidence, so to speak, with the fact that the female movement has really picked up. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's now is the time, as they say. But honestly, for me, it's just been a lifelong journey of it. Um, and it, it really kind of uh, right now the paths are finally crossing where this is a very auspicious time for it. So we're excited for the fact that we can have this platform and podium to share. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, from us talking to other directors and just kind of being diving into film, that, that inherent like sense to be a storyteller is obviously always there and it has to be. Have you guys uh, done like uh, storytelling in other formats or uh, other mediums? Uh, yes, for me, um, I was a podcast host and radio host for many, many years ah. back in Russia, where I'm from. So I had a radio show, which was like number one in this category on oh. iTunes. And I loved, you know, I loved hosting it. I loved working on topics, having people in the studio. And I think when you are a storyteller, it doesn't matter, you know, which exact uh, form, you know, this passion of yours takes, because, you know, you can be an actor telling stories, you can be, you know, a, a radio host telling stories, you can be a director writing and shooting those stories, you know, when this is your, like, when it is your vocation, you know, it's going to find its way out, you know, one way or another. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. It's, it's just this higher calling that comes out of you in every way that you allow it to or are capable of so i just i just know that when i was a kid the only way that i could do it that i was i guess adept to do it was um through fine art which is what i started with and writing so like i would write a lot of short stories i would write novels i would try to publish them i would and then dancing came along so then i started expressing it through dance i would make like these interpretive dances then i would once film came along i was like oh my gosh i can actually like do this i never i honestly didn't go to film school so to speak i took a little bit of acting in like school academic school now i'm doing it privately but um i just remember that when i realized that it's not 
that much different to tell the story through a camera. It's just because the base of it is really the art. Uh, it was just amazing to see how it can flow through every medium. Uh, so yeah, with me, it's just been fine art through dance, through like directing dance videos that tell a story to now uh, script writing and filmmaking for the past five years. Um, speaking as the only female at this table, it is <laughs> awesome to hear other females talk about their creative path and their creative journey. Um, I think... I know just from my perspective of living a female-oriented life that we're told that we shouldn't pursue our careers in creative endeavors as much as, like, males are given the opportunity to pursue these um, more freely and openly. Um, And it sounds like you guys have had had a path for your life of finding the creative, just always chasing that creative vibe. Um, So what is it like for you guys to have been women in this creative field and going through all these different types of creative mediums and getting to where you are now? So thank you, first of all, for this question, because it's a, it's a, it's a question which, which actually, actually a reflection of, you know, our lives, I would say, uh, coming from Eastern Europe, uh, Russia specifically, you know, uh, I actually directed my first theater play when I was six, believe it or not. Wow. And, and the problem was that... Um, uh, nor my parents neither my parents nor I actually noticed that so that was that option of being a director was never ever on the like even you know in a discussion like field meaning like they wanted me to like you know have a profession the the way they you know perceived it having a profession like going to uh we don't have colleges we have like universities which Mm -hmm. like you know where you get get your master's, Uh, they said, you know, you go to diversity, get your degree, and, you know, after, you know, you can do anything you want with your life. So, and they even, like, I miss the fact that I directed my first play when I was six, and they kind of, you know, thought I was just having fun, which I did, I still am. (laughs) But if they would pay, you know, closer attention to what was happening, and if I would take it seriously, I would probably, you know, started doing it like at the age of you know 18 and went to school you know for directing at 18 not at like at you know 30 right which right like mm-hmm. saved me a bunch of time and also back there in eastern europe you know female directors i still not taken seriously mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know uh when you're trying to like talk about your projects like push your projects like yeah 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 you know your little like funny things you know get out of here we're like doing serious stuff here right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean thanks dasha because that's that's really a great topic to piggyback on i mean it's uh not that we're like propagating Eastern Europe and everything, but it is a fact. Like, we both grew up there. I grew up in Bulgaria, uh, which is, it was actually a satellite state of the Soviet Union for a bit. And we we had a, I had a similar upbringing in a sense that um, academics were really important. And, you know, you can get creative, and I dare say, uh, I mean, every nation has its creatives, but I saw so many creative people in many ways that kind of drowned it out in their academic studies. Like, being, like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because there's so so much beautiful art and like the history of the country and the region is so artistic like there's so many mm-hmm. amazing paintings and works of art that have been made and yet people are still so afraid of 
um, falling between between the cracks that they pick up those uh, the lifestyles of which there's nothing wrong with those professions but if, if it's not your calling mm-hmm. you're just forcing yourself to do it so they would just like with Dasha's story like people would just go to college for for things that are practical and it was so I remember distinctly distinctly the moment when I first decided to start going to uh, dance lessons and my mom she was like oh you're dancing you know and she she didn't she just meant she really cared for me and she wanted the best for me and she thought dancing was distracting me but then it finally it took her a few years to realize that wow this is actually such a an inspirational uh and uh driving force for me and that actually helped me open up my valves to create because I was a very shy child and I was I finally gave myself that permission to dream and and uh go beyond what I thought that my country was allowing me to do and there are enough creatives there so to speak I mean I, I wouldn't say enough, but I think the country produces incredible, incredible artists. And if only people would realize it, I think they're finally realizing it. But it wasn't until I came to the U.S. that I realized how much I have been, quote unquote, missing out on. Like I would see how kids here would vocationally, when they hit like 13, 14, like they would start doing drama in school. They would right. start doing dance. And like I was like, man, like I'm, I'm grateful that I got all this knowledge and I got all these certificates and languages and whatnot. But <laughs> man, like I've been... I've been missing out on my artistic and more so soul development like my soul my my personality wasn't as developed as my academics like I was so proud of like how much I knew rather than who I actually am so it took me a long time to figure that out here in America that's why it I actually got into acting like five years ago only uh, wow. like allowing myself to really explore that and it was just incredible to see how here people really allow themselves to to experience that and it was just, I, I felt behind for a little bit seeing all my friends, you know, getting their masters. And here I was like in LA, like working any job I can find, um, just so I can pursue acting and study as much as I can whenever I can afford it. But, you know, it, you slowly start to see the, the payoff and it's, it's kind of beautiful in a kind of tortured, but then gratifying way. <laughs> yeah. I think that you guys said something super important. You both kind of hit on the same touchstones. One is, um, this permission idea, right? Um, there's yeah. permission and for women to want attend college and pursue a career in knowledge, but then also this permission to then express yourself in the way that you actually want to express yourself and not being yeah. told how you're supposed to express yourself. Um, and also how you do that in different settings and different cultural settings. Um, so I just want to like, I know part of your mission is bringing that awareness to people who don't feel like they have that opportunity. And I just want you guys to say in your own words how you would feel like you would tell someone to give themselves permission on how to pursue the things that they want to pursue when they feel like they don't have it. Mm, that's, a, that's a very, very deep question. So I think that uh, when you're a kid, you actually, um, like, it's, it's very hard for you to recognize that you have that. And it's like, it's up to parents to feel you know, where your kid is, like, inclined. Like, you know, basically, I would say, I'm not a parent yet, but I would say, like, I would start to, you know, um, pay attention to what they're doing when I'm not there. Like, what they're doing, they, you know, when they know that they're not being watched. Or, you know, are they dancing? Are they, you know, uh, grabbing, you know, uh, a comb, trying to sing in it? Like, what are they, like, you know, painted on your walls, what is that one thing which is trying to find its way out of them if there is one, you know, and I would start to, like, test them here and there, different, you know, uh, different, um, 
different uh, extracurricular activities to like see where they kind of feel best and like because I also have a musical education of nine years and I hated going to musical school <laughs> and I I told my mom uh, please like just, can you just make it stop you know and she's like okay it's just like uh, five years left okay it's like four years left. I'm like mom like I, I, I like I hated with like all oh my guts and now I'm sitting here you know with like my, my nine years of musical classical musical education but every time I'm thinking back and I'm remembering myself I was miserable you know mm-hmm. I'm so over educated right now that like even thinking about like how they did that to me is miserable mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh yeah it's I think what Dasha, what you brought up was actually very true. Noticing what, not just parenting notice, parents noticing what you, what the child does, but I think if you think back on what your inclinations and tendencies were when you were a kid, you know, the world tells you so many things and tries to box you. You know, we have to play the rules of the game in order to survive in this world. And sadly, sometimes it clips or wins a little bit. And uh, one thing that I remember that it just, it makes me so nostalgic and, and emotional and for the longest time I didn't know how to marry it to my current life was I just remember being nine years old and going to see the Lord of the Rings for the very first time and I remember how much it touched me and how ever since that moment I bought all the tapes I played them every day I knew the, the every single line of every single movie I still do to this day I would reenact it in my mind I would like put on a cape and get like a stick to use as a sword whenever I would go outside uh of my grandma and grandpa's and all of that was an indication of not just the child playing but it was a child wanting to tell stories like whenever I would hear a song I would like dance to it and all these things I was like oh I just love doing this it just makes me free and like I said it did I didn't realize it until I was 21 because of how much I had suppressed myself and how much I had been told that oh just stay in this box here and like even if you are because I, I you know it's not as simple as oh shy or not shy I think there's so many facets to a creative that you know, you may be the boldest person ever, but maybe you were just told not to do it because it's just not appropriate. And it's like, even if you're super bold, if you're kept in a cage, you cannot show it. So I think it's all about uh, a really good friend of mine and my acting coach currently, his name is Dimitri Marinoff. I don't mean to name draw, but he was in the Green Book, just for some reference. Wonderful, wonderful oh, nice. gentleman, Bulgarian actor, such a great guy. He he got to know me not just as an artist, but he just knows me as a fellow Bulgarian. And he knew how I grew up because of how he grew up. And he was watching me act. And he was like, Gabrielle, you've got so much in you, but I want to challenge you. Remember who you were when you were 14 and be that person now. And I was like, what What do you mean? And then I remembered who I was when I was 14. I was that kid that was like running around, running around and fantasizing in her head and listening to music on the street and imagining it's my theme song as I was walking. And I was like, that is the very person that you should be today. So I think to summarize, I know this was long, but if you want to find who you really are and to allow yourself to create, remember who you were when you were 12, 13, 14, your most free moment in life when you just allowed yourself to be. And that is who you really are, just without the world telling it, you know, telling you how to box it. Sometimes it takes additional 30 years after that to try to forget. There's no (laughs) right or wrong reason. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day or life, you getting back to the same place where you started yeah, because yeah. Like, it's, the, it's the most free place you can yeah. ever 
imagine. I think our work in acting specifically, and in any storytelling, any art form, is to actually, it's not to become something, it's to shed off all the layers that you've, the protective layers that you've put on. Like, my hardest work in acting has been to actually be able to access a certain emotion and memory that I blocked because I thought it was harmful. So mm-hmm. I right. think it's just shedding all those layers, being as vulnerable as can be, as scary as it is, it's the most, it's the best thing you can ever do for yourself. It just saves so much time, so many headaches, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think there's probably a freedom in, in it as well um, for yourself to letting go. I find it interesting that um, that the way you guys are talking about being from Bulgaria and Russia and having this kind of suppression um, and then coming to America and finding that... Um, you know, here it's, it's, you're kind of allowed to do that and allowed to pursue that. But I'm thinking about my upbringing here in the States and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's similar, but different in a way. Whereas, you know, it's like if I would have, my natural inclinations were to try and be Bob Dylan or something like that, but it was, it was kind of suppressed for me. So I had to kind of follow a different path. And, and it's, it's kind of like, it seems like a global thing as well. Um, but, uh, I think it's 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 less about the suppression. It's more about the stereotypes of uh, right. you know the mm-hmm. certain yeah. perception of how you know people express themselves. Because uh, my parents' stereotypes were, uh, it, you know, art is not a profession. You know, mm-hmm. it's not gonna mm-hmm. feed you or you know put a roof over your head. Which you know, still a lot of artists are struggling with. You know, like. Not every time you're unemployed as an artist. Sometimes you have those moments in between when, you know, there are like all those mental, you know, uh, issues come in. Like, okay, your phone stopped ringing. What are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Are you really an artist? Like, right. how, cool, how cool you are yeah. if nobody's calling you? Yeah. So, so like, we're, we're here facing the question of, like, uh, we have to finally start thinking of uh, creating art as a profession. Right. And there is nothing bad for artists in charging for their art as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. This is this is the direction I'm trying to. And I think yeah. uh, the best part about art is that I mean, of course, you you know you can't just paint a square on a wall and say I'm an artist. Like it does it does require a little bit of of quality, so to speak. But essentially, you are an artist as long as you have a vision and something to share that you really even if you do paint a square. Actually, if there is something that you are saying that. Especially when it's a black square. Exactly. Something that that touches the human soul and you can, in a way, really touch the human soul. I think it's super important. And I think the first person to really teach me that, first off, it was my mom. So shout out to her. But second off, it was my dance teacher in Bulgaria. Uh, Actually, I mean, I know you guys put up links, but I would love to because they... So with the, the background of this country, uh, it was amazing to see people that think so much outside the box that, like you said, they belong on this. There's a global stigma, but there's also global elevation of the soul, so to speak. So this lady, right. Antonia is her name. Um, I would love to just like give her a shout out and, and a little link below of, of all the work of the, the dance team that she created. She created this this small dance crew that I joined like 15 years ago. And she was the one that taught me hard work without recognition for a long time you know meaning she was just doing she was doing these rehearsals day after day after day and we were going there because we loved it so much but she was so diligent with it and all the finances went to supporting just the the the, uh the whole formation to grow nothing for herself really and 
for like after 15 years like she's now really recognized uh but it was just such to me that was the first example that i ever got that i didn't realize until recently that this is the path of it a lot of dedication a lot of hard work and it is a it's a lifestyle at the end of the day like you do what you got to do to survive but you have to commit to it for life and she really did it and it's just what she creates now is incredible and she's one of those people in bulgaria that i just tip my hat off to because she knows she just knows what is good right on the world scale she doesn't stay confined within what the country says you know mm-hmm. and it's pure bravery to do that as well yes mm-hmm um, yeah, so I feel like you're kind of all rushing around these topics of permission, right? And your role models that gave you the permission to do this. So now I want to hear about how you guys were able to become these kick-ass women starring in an action thriller. <laughs> and I want to hear about why you chose to do this path, right? Because you're talking about drama and being sensitive. But um, tell us how you're kick-ass and kicking ass. I know, um, <laughs> Gabrielle, you do martial arts, so... <laughs> Yeah, so she's been kicking ass for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Some guys are afraid of me. It's kind of yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) If they're shorter, if they're shorter than me, they're they're afraid of me. But she was actually keeping (laughs) keeping a secret from me that she was a martial artist. So we met um, we met like uh, not such a long time ago on set, working on the same project, you know, as actors together, and we kind of really like each other's vibes, and because we're both, uh, you know, writers, we were, you know, thinking of like, okay, we should create something where we can, again, connect as uh, artists, as actor actors, and kind of like see what's going to happen, you know, when we kind of gonna be engaged uh in the scene and it's very hard to find material out there you know there's a lot of material there's a lot of you know in crazy talented writers out here in a life you know posting their work just to for somebody to read it just you know for somebody to lay their mm-hmm. you know eyes on it mm-hmm. so uh but it's hard to find something which would be like perfect for who you are and like what your essence is mm-hmm. so i just had an idea like why why should we just, you know just like research a script when we can just like create it because mm-hmm. i needed to be tailored specifically to uh you know what each of us can bring to the table so um i came i came up with this story uh, you know and i had a meeting with gabriella and i told her you know the story and she absolutely loved it and uh, when we started to meet and uh, kind of writing the, the the script together, you know, when the script was written, she like mentioned really, really like you know quickly that you know I'm going to this like uh, you know like a stunt uh, training or like this stunt practice. I'm like, hey, wait, are you like are you like martial arts? She's like, yeah, I'm a black belt. <laughs> I'm a black belt in Shotokan. I'm like. I'm like, excuse me, I think I have to now really change this because I would be a fool, you know, and I'm like kick myself if I I would not take take advantage of her, you know, do that and not put it in the script. Now, guess what? It's there. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I think. Thanks for saying that. You're so kind. <laughs> I mean, it is what it, it's, that's exactly what it is, recognizing each other's strengths and uh, really playing with that because I think that's the, the best thing we can do for each other is to, a lot of people out here especially, um, 
Hollywood, really, the real Hollywood, so to speak, and, and I, you know, who am I to speak because I haven't, it's not like I've been to the, the heights of it yet, but I am definitely observing it, and I see it happen, and I have friends in it. It seems like the real, quote-unquote, Hollywood is the Hollywood that really likes what's honest, what's vulnerable, and what just shows up unapologetically, but kindly, and just does the job. Like, you do the job, you're good, you're kind, you're professional. That's, like, on a very fundamental level, the industry is built correctly. Now, there's a lot of shady stuff that happens, which comes naturally. <laughs> where there's humans, there's... Topic for different podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> where, whenever, wherever there's human interaction, there's there's also a lot of crap that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes naturally, just to human nature. But the reality of it is just work hard and stay together because a lot mm-hmm. of people here pinned up against each other for no reason you know it's like the hunger game someone lets you in there and it's like you have to kill everyone else and you're like okay so you meet someone and you're like oh you actually don't want to like eat my brains and they're like no i i i, I thought that you want to do that and in the end you realize oh no people the more actually we band together the more we can do, be that katniss and pita at the end and eat the blueberries you know <laughs> not eat the blueberries but point is we can it, you know it takes a second am i am i pete I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Liam Hemsworth. You, you, you can be Gail, no problem. <laughs> but so. uh, and the point is that it was. It took a second for me personally to realize that oh, it is okay to like band together, and it's it's okay to advertise it and to to really make something. And you only hear about this in interviews until you actually do it, and you're like, wow, there's so much power to it, uh, especially when you really connect with someone on a deep level. And also, it's very important to kind of like I was struggling with it when, when I came here because when I wanted to connect with somebody you know to collaborate to create a project and to kind of like put my energy you know together with somebody else's energy to create something people who are from here from america they were like very very uh you know um defensive about it thinking like i'm trying to kind of like you know take their place and it happened with uh, gabriella because she's also from eastern europe and like Mm -hmm. we kind of we're so similar that you know it was not, you know, a question for us to um, to um, kind of bond together to yeah. um, like bring hundred percent, hundred percent, make it two hundred percent, as opposed to like bringing like you know your hundred percent trying to destroy, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that other yeah. person with your energy. Yeah. So it was easier for us to uh, bring our energies together to create something because we kind of have the same background yeah we understood each other we really did it was she likes the same types of films that i do we think very similarly to where i think like subconsciously we understand each other that way so i mean we can i always say this it's like we're cut from the same cloth so that's something that you can't arrange or force Mm -hmm. you know and there's a big difference in uh you know between European films and, and American films, mm-hmm. per se. So the film we're making, uh, Bad Trip, uh, we are very, very inspired by Tarantino movies, especially uh, awesome. by the latest film of his. But at the same time, we want to preserve that European part in mm-hmm. us, you mm-hmm. know, uh, how we, we're expressing ourselves through our filmmaking. Mm-hmm but still make a film which Americans will also like. It's something that, like, uh, I was talking to Gabrielle the other day, like, Luc Besson does, being from yeah. France, you know, he's a European filmmaker making Hollywood movies which people here love, yeah. and which people, like, it, like 
love globally and uh, I don't want to just us to destroy our you know European perception of how we're making our films yeah. but at the same right. time we're mm-hmm. making them here we're making them here at you know that one spot on the whole planet where people come from all over the world to make movies yeah this is the place to do that it's here but we want to do something different something which comes from our backgrounds you know so you know in essence bed trip is a very weird marriage of um, you know european movie making with like what american culture is yeah yeah i find that interesting that you you uh named tarantino as one of the influences i would i'm pretty excited to see a uh, Tarantino homage with a little bit of a Russian and Bulgarian uh, uh, flair to it. <laughs> that sounds oh, yeah, very, me too. <laughs> very interesting. Um, kind of to that point, though, um, as you know, going back to the women in filmmaking, I'm kind of curious. Obviously, Tarantino seems to be an inspiration, but are there any uh, women filmmakers that have inspired you, or just um, even any women in in Hollywood per se that kind of have inspired you guys? Well, the, I was just, okay, I'll start um, <laughs> counter-chronologically. It, w- it will be short, I promise. But okay. <laughs> uh, I work uh, I work this, this uh, one job where we uh, screen, pre-screen films uh, that are about to come out from major studios so that the audience can give us their feedback so cool. the studios can know how to fix it and improve. So the other night, um, there was a pre-screening for uh the movie wonder woman and not saying anything more (laughs) (laughs) uh i at one point found myself standing feet behind miss mrs patty jenkins Uh, and oh my gosh i mean she is just of course the the sweetest and most humble and kindest woman but at the same time there's so much strength and passion in her and um i would say that she has been not just because she is currently trending i mean she dash and i were talking about it yesterday she directed monster which is an incredibly intense incredible female female driven film i think quiet but but strong females like that meaning someone who doesn't he's not like she's not talk she's just action 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 like that's the type of female that I would see myself wanting to become and continue to hone myself to be. Um, that's been a huge inspiration, just seeing how fearlessly it's being done. Uh, and then just seeing people like uh, Angelina Jolie, for example, pick up directing and start to create um, and actually very strong. As a matter of fact, I feel like her films carry kind of a European vibe because uh, they kind of dip into that subconscious emotionality. And there's just a the beauty to what an actor can create once they've, transition us directing because of what they've touched on while acting so i would say those two ladies lately have been a big inspiration awesome um so it kind of sounds like you guys are saying so work hard be yourself and no martial arts (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's helpful (laughs) right you know you know uh, martial arts help uh, specifically when you're trying to be yourself because sure not necessarily that all the people's gonna like it right true true it brings an edge, yeah, it does. I mean, you're right. Um, that's Kate. That's exactly what I think it is, and I'm. It's not something that I even like coined for myself. I just kind of got. If I would be put in any tracks and 
quote unquote be boxed into something, I'd rather it be a good work ethic. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what, if anything, being out here in LA has really helped me to do is just to realize and kind of shave off the the parts of me that are not helpful to, to me and to my work and really hone in what's necessary, which is hard work, honesty and perseverance and get some hobbies and yeah train martial arts or whatever it is you do yeah absolutely we love hobbies (laughs) Um, (laughs) they're so important oh my gosh you would go crazy otherwise (laughs) um now going back to uh this film bad trip now is this a full length guys or is this a short or so our idea is to first shoot a short which is going to be a proof of concept for the okay. feature which we have in mind for next year Love very it. cool okay so we did see a clip online <laughs> i don't know if you call it a clip or a teaser but we need to know what's mark up to and where, where are you going <laughs> uh, i think you guys have to stick with us for a while to find out uh. <laughs> You're teasing yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. Gonna, we 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 cannot give everything away right now. Okay, mm-hmm. now fair enough. It's gonna be it's gonna be sick and twisted and crazy. Uh, but we can say that. we can definitely say that Mark uh, Mark loves Mark and uh, okay. baseball bat involved <laughs> yeah and who who gets to use the baseball bat that's a different question <laughs> yeah i need oh to know the answer God. to that question mark is a typical male am i right a typical but... <laughs> male but and see that's the thing so we were thinking about this about in terms of how we're actually presenting it and we were, we, t- we talked for a long time as to what's the angle that we're going at it from and at first you know we started writing it as this fun badass film of course it, every film has its own point to right, make yeah. and then we really got close to understanding that it carries a way deeper meaning it to it it brought us to such deep issues actually yeah. of uh, domestic violence and abuse and you know there is a another show which just yet yet came out which is called why women kill it's not that i'm gonna go in, into that direction speak about that but it's uh, we started to think about um you know what happens to someone when they have been um you know suppressed you know and uh, abused for a prolonged period of time where is that mm. tipping tipping point when that person's saying saying okay uh this is where i draw the line yeah and this is what basically the movie is about and I can all I can say is that, um, like I said, we definitely weren't trying to come at it, even though it is the time for women to take over, so to speak. We're definitely not, uh, to, you know, we're not going to the extreme of women own everything, not at all. We're mm-hmm. trying to take it to take advantage of that wave so we can tell a very realistic story, so to speak, of the fact that in this life, no one really comes out of it with their hands clean. So whether it's a man or a woman that made you do something or you were pushed to that limit, uh, it is such an interesting paradigm to see how we push each other's buttons and what we do, no matter what we are, whether we're women or men. Um, so mm-hmm. everyone has their reasons in a way, and we explore that in this story. Gotcha. Um, so with the clip shot and everything, where are you guys at in like the process of the, the film? Oh my god, that's so exciting, guys! Every <laughs> single bit of this process has been, you know, like it's been um, uh, very nerve wracking and very like you know energy draining and everything. But it's so much fun, and like mm-hmm. with the uh, you know the amount of passion we've 
both of us, you know, have for it, it's just been absolutely incredible. So right now we are, we have finished the script. It's, uh, you know, it's solid, it's ready. So right now we're in pre-production for our campaign, uh, crowdfunding campaign, which we're going to launch uh, in probably co- in a couple of weeks. So um, we finalized our casting. Uh, we know, nice. you know, Everybody who's going to be playing the parts, you know, we have our producer uh, who came from projects like uh, Spider-Man and The Passengers, like those like small Hollywood movies. Those indie films. We have our star stunt coordinator, the guy who worked on the, you know, major martial arts movies as well. Um, we're sure. very, very excited to have, um, you know, makeup artists who, who work on major Netflix shows. We just want to have the best people, you know, in the team for the job. Because every time I send out a script, you know, they immediately call me back. Like, this is this is dope. This is awesome. I want to be a part of it. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be so much fun. And, you know, that's the reason we're trying to share this process. Because uh, being a female, being, you know... Uh, you know, the originator of the idea of making the movie puts a lot of responsibility on your shoulders because mm-hmm. you're suddenly, you know, becoming responsible for all those heads of the departments which come to you with questions. Okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? It's like they're all, you know, asking you questions and you mm-hmm. have to know how to do that. So the reason for us being so active on our social media, you know, we have accounts on Twitter, at, you know, Feel Real Films on, on Facebook on the same um, name. Yeah. We are sharing every single step of the process, you know, with oh. people who are interested in movie making so they could, you know, learn and go along with us as we go and see there is nothing scary about the process. There's nothing that they cannot learn because uh-huh. they can learn with us because, you know, we are doing this. And what, what's the, where do they follow that? So uh, they can follow the whole filmmaking process. I called it on Twitter, I called it sweat, uh, sweat <laughs> blood and tears. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on Twitter, it, it is feel real films. Uh, there's a page on Facebook as well under Feel Real Films. And let me tell you, there will be blood. Oh, yes. <laughs> we love that. We love, we love blood. <laughs> we for now. <laughs> we love that too. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be tears too. So it, it will be covered. Um, yeah, so you can follow us on all social media platforms under Feel Real Films. And then, of course, our personal accounts that we definitely use to, to share um, about this through. Because, of course, you know, got to be honest and vulnerable with our audience and mm-hmm. it's entertaining it's fun to watch we really share the funny and the, the serious um so you can find dasha at uh dasha period german mm-hmm. period yeah. period, period. <laughs> like dots uh-huh. yeah uh and i am foreign period factor which i should probably change to my real name but i kind of <laughs> like being foreign so i, I like that name i, I love it oh, okay. <laughs> She's just probably too lazy to spell cost. Oh my god! <laughs> I just don't want to give people that responsibility. That's <laughs> too much. Uh, but you yeah. got to give yourself, as you guys say, permission to be yourself, right? That's right. Um, yeah. It sounds gotta... sounds so so simple, but how hard it is to actually do that. Oh, right? Absolutely, especially with you know 
I know being female alone, there's so much that comes with that. And then, you know, being not even born and raised in America, you know, it adds more to that layer for you guys. Um, but yeah, I think- I, I'm not saying you, you should fight twice as hard. I, I'm saying you should fight 10 times harder. Absolutely. I think what you guys are doing is super important, super valuable. I think it's amazing. You are people that women can like look up to and understand. Um, and we just appreciate what you're doing here in the film industry and trying not only just to go and do the process, but to explain that process and to make it aware for other people who are going through it to say like, Hey, you can do it. And this process is available to you and not let people say that, that otherwise. Yeah. And honestly, we we want to build a community which will help us to change those stereotypes. Uh, First stereotype is that art is not a profession. And second stereotype is that if you're a female, you know, your place is at home, like, you know, Mm -hmm. doing all those things. If you're a storyteller, you know, who happened to be female, there is there is, you know, the sky is the limit. You have to go out, out there into that. And what I can say is that American society has really changed the world. Um, so uh, we're in, in no way, uh, you know, separating the East from the West. Uh, I think what we're saying is that if it wasn't for America and the platform and, you know, the, that America gives everyone that it so graciously allows in this country... It, it wouldn't be possible to, to share any of these stories and points of view. So honestly, a huge thank you to you guys for being so receptive to people from different countries and backgrounds and cultures to so freely share something. And you're so respectful towards it. That's honestly one of the first impressions I ever got of this country, that everyone is genuinely interested and curious. So if it wasn't for this place, you know, it, it's just there's just a specific platform and, and sound um, station that it gives us. Yeah, because in essence, we're not trying to separate uh, West with East. We're trying to marry them. Yeah. We're trying mm-hmm. to connect them. And mm-hmm. we're Absolutely. trying to get, mm-hmm. you know, artists' voices heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, we want to thank you for bringing another perspective onto our podcast and telling us what you're all about. And honestly, we love it. We love everything. Well, we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. And, uh, you know, we cannot wait to uh, shoot the movie and share it with you and talk about it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll Come on back. On the edge of our seats. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. All right. Thank you Thanks very so much. Thanks so much. Guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks. <laughs>